Jim Cren, no restrictions. Training camp broadcast 2019. Our Pittsburgh Steelers. Sirini is here. Sirini, the diehard analyst for football, knows the game inside and out. Got the black <laughs> uh, shine under for the. Uh, you know, no, Sirini knows nothing about football. Nope. Take the glass. Take the glass. We just, I know that they sometimes do. Do you this. know what this is for? Do you understand what that? Do you know what that's for? I think it's cute. That's it. Yeah. You, you, so you think the football players put that on to be cute? To be cute. Yeah. Which is right. You are absolutely right. That's what it's <laughs> for. It is a cute thing. Uh, players that don't have it, not, not cute. cute. Yeah. Not cute. But they, they players that do have it, they say, put no. You know, no, you want to know what it's for? Is it for sweat? No. Um, no. Go guess. Guess. No. Uh, okay. Is does it make them run faster? <laughs> no. Jump higher. <laughs> yes, you got it. Does make, it make them? It makes them run faster. <laughs> does it make them camouflage into the? Into the it's, field. it's not. It's like a thing that's been around forever. Okay. Okay, and it's, it's become like a, almost like the more a symbol thing. But it was believed, in like the fifties or whatever, sixties. It was believed, and they still believe it today. I don't think it does. They're saying that it took glare away. They're saying that this, this somehow, would take glare away. In other words, if you're fielding a punt or a kickoff, and you're, you got to look up in the sun, oh. this supposedly takes the glare. somehow takes away some glare. That's what they thought in theory. Mm-hmm. I don't see how it happens. Let me try to test. I don't it out. think it's possible. I think it's basically no, these take glare away. Yeah, I think it's basically <laughs> to look like a warrior. Or something. Yeah, like, I, I like don't that. know. Yeah, that, yeah, I don't. It's intimidation makeup. It's to look pretty. It's cute. It's really is cute. That's why I did it. Training camp uh, broadcast. I have done. Uh, let's see, it's about twenty-four camps. Wow. Uh, a few Super Bowls here, Sirini, and uh, this is your first camp. First one. Uh, it's interesting. These guys come up here and they, they will practice down here. We'll, we'll film some practice if they let us uh, in an hour or so. Yeah. And they sell the team comes together at St. Vincent. They've been coming here mm-hmm. uh, uh, forever. And yeah. Art Rooney, uh, the chief who bought the Steelers, uh, he, well documented. He was a one of the best uh, horse race handicappers in the world. And uh, what happened was he went on a run. He uh, won like twelve races in a row, something like that. And this is in the Depression era. Okay. He wins about. If anyone out there, if I'm wrong, a little bit off, I'm ballparking right uh, this story. But he he wins about he wins like. Between four and five hundred thousand dollars, and in the depression, that's an unbelievable amount. Of money. Yeah, yeah. And he, NFL wasn't big like it is now. College was big. Yeah. And the NFL was like kind of, you know, there's an AFL and an NFL was, you know, had championships and all that kind of. But the Steelers weren't winning or anything like that. And he, he bought the team. He had enough money. He came home. They said he. Now when he won this half a million, at the track, he got a train home, mm-hmm. on a train, and he carried it. In, Duffel bags. Could you imagine cash? He has the money in bags, and he gets <laughs> home, and his wife's there, and he throws the money on the bed and says, we're never going to have to work again. Oh. Isn't that cool? That is a very cool story. And I'm surprised he didn't get robbed on a train I back in the 20s. It was just him and another guy or something. like One other guy. I know. I mean, <laughs> to carry these bags. Of cash. I mean, it's that's the way it was. And that's how the Steelers got started? And that's how he bought the Steelers. I I can't remember how exactly. Somebody said it was in a poker game or something like that, or bought it someone who's in debt. I can't remember how it was. But it wasn't like an amazing amount of money. It was like pretty, pretty inexpensive at the time. Yeah. And so he buys the Steelers, and we didn't win for many years mm-hmm. until he hired Chuck Knoll. Okay. And he was the Super Bowl winning coach and one of the architects of the uh, 
the championships, you know, Bradshaw, Swan, Franco, you know, all yes. those guys in the 70s. And that's, and here we are. It's beautiful. And here we are, yeah. And uh, you know nothing, you know nothing about football, right? Which I don't means... even know what those numbers are. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Those are yards, the yard lines, <laughs> right? I can mix stuff up now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's the yard markers right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, that, see that yellow? Goalpost. Goal, yes, that, you have to hug that. If you score a touchdown, you have to okay. hug the goal. You have to and hug dance. It. You have and to d- hug it like this. Like, and dance. Hug and it. Like flop. Give it a little kiss, and then that's what you do. Yeah. And fall over. Like that. Okay. No, you don't do that. But uh, <laughs> we'll see. You could fool it's, me. We're going to have Kevin Colbert uh, on the show today, uh, my buddy Kevin, and you will ask him non-football questions. Yes. Right. All the, the hard-hitting questions that the people really want to know. We'll see if Kevin knows why they wear black under the eye. We'll ask him. All right, we'll be back with Kevin Colbert. Jim Cren, No Restrictions, Steeler Training Camp Broadcast 2019 with Sereny, and this is my superstar guest here on the podcast. It is not a training camp podcast or broadcast without my man, Kevin Colbert. Kevin, thank you. The general manager of the Steelers, best general manager in football. And one of the greatest uh, people I've ever met, my man. My always great. always, Always loyal, great friend. Always, always good to get with you, Jimmy, whether we're on camera, off camera, or just walking down the street. Thanks, That's buddy. Always, Appreciate it so much. And this is our good. friend Sereny here. Sereny. Nice to meet you, Kevin. Nice I heard you're a Northsider. Absolutely. Yeah, you too. Where yep. at? North Taylor. North Taylor, okay. Um, over yeah. by, like, uh, the YMCA. Right yes. The you know, it's, right. it's amazing, you know, where, where like, Sereny lives in, in the way... When we grew up, man, I went to you know St. Mary's on Lockhart and you know and, uh, Troy Hill. It's amazing how it's changed. Man. Oh, it's changed. It's crazy. East yeah. Ohio Street is no longer our old East Ohio Street, and it's, oh. it's really making great, great strides and comebacks. Yeah, it's beautiful and housing and all that sort of thing. It, it's awesome, and you know the whole North Side. I mean, you watch what happened in Lawrenceville. Yeah. And you can see it in your old home at the Strip, Yeah, and it's migrating to the north side. Um, it, it's great. It's great for the city, and it's good to have people back in the city. You know, it's funny. Um, when I was little, I used to go to this place called it was S&S Pants. My grandfather would go there. My grandfather wore the same pants and T-shirt every day. <laughs> I swear to God. Why same, change? Yeah, this, yeah. It was this green, like, kind of work pants, yeah. and he liked this white T-shirt, which I'm, yeah, you influenced <laughs> me a lot. And uh, we would go to this, this place, and that's where Pants and that came from. Wow. It was this most bizarre clothing store. It was on East Ohio. They literally had sawdust, like, on the floor. But that was why. down towards it was the down um, toward Ludwig's, like kind of by the flower place down there, by where Park House is now and all that. Yeah. Got it was in that got area, it, but it was on it, that side. It, the it. same side. But it was like this clothing store. And there'd be like the weirdest clothes. My grandfather would just go there for this I don't know. That's, that's, that's how you, pants That's all happened. he needed. Heavy Pittsburgh accent. You, you want your green pants and white shirt, here you go. No, that I mean why go anywhere else? <laughs> I mean, it was too far to walk to the new Sears in the mall. Oh, that was big time. We were, that was big time we go to Sears, man. That was big. That's where you hung out. That's, That's where your days were spent when you wanted to cool off. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, it was, it was big. Remember that mall? That was huge, man. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, that's crazy. I'm old enough to remember when the Market House was there. Visiting the market house with the sawdust on the floor. <laughs> what, was, to, what was it with sawdust? Back the north side and sawdust. Uh, I don't know. I have no where, idea. There must have been something. That's where it was. Yard. But it, it changed, and obviously they, they tore down the market house, which if 
in retrospect, you really wish that it was still there I because don't. it would have been such a unique property. Right. But in those days, you know, we were looking for progress, and they built Allegheny Center Mall, and, and it's still thriving today and whatever. I forget the, the current. Right. Um, uh, Nova Place. Nova Place, yep. correct. Mm-hmm. So it's up and running, which is good, but when they built that mall, it was like, Wow. We don't have to go to the North Hills. It was a big time. It was a big day. Got a Silverman's diner. (laughs) (laughs) Get my painter's pants. The uh, the funny thing is, Kev, you know, I don't know if I've ever talked to you about this. uh, Look back at those days growing up, man, as a kid. Could you ever, in your wildest dreams, imagine we'd be sitting here today? I don't know. I, I wouldn't imagine, like, you know, no. could you imagine being a GM of the Steelers, man? No, not at I mean, they were, all. It's like a religion for us. It's, it as was. Knows out there Growing watching. up, I mean, I I didn't, I went to a few pirate games because you could get some tickets and yeah. we could walk the Three Rivers, but never, never attended a Steeler game as a fan because you couldn't. I mean, it was in such demand and to pay for a ticket as, you know, a young person growing up, it was, it was hard. And, and, you know, I got to a few games. Um, when some family was coaching against the Steelers, but never like we would expect it. So to be able to work for them in whatever capacity, uh, it's really something that, you know, I don't know if I'll ever comprehend it until maybe when it's over and said, oh, yeah, I did that. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of cool. Because <laughs> you're in the middle. <laughs> well, you know, the interesting thing is, I don't know, when you look at, like, guys, Franco Harris, Rocky Blair. I turned into a little kid, Ron Franco. I'm sure oh, yeah. the same thing. Well, you could be you run you run every player in the world, but the, you get those guys we grew up with. It's a different game. Again, you grow up idolizing those guys and really appreciating what they did, and just watching it in awe. Now you get to see them. Not, and we're never going to be on a peer-to-peer level. I mean, those guys will always be the standard setters, and all we try to do is measure up to it. But some, again, it's a little bit surreal as well because I say, like, aren't you the guy that I used to watch in a helmet? Oh, yeah. It's pretty cool, man. Yeah, it, yeah here we are at tra- another training camp. It's a, it's a grind. It's, you, you have to do it in Sierney. This is where the players all come together and mm-hmm. right and start building the team and the whole, getting the character together. But I'm not letting you off of that because you have to look at some of the, you know, your own status within the media world and say, wait a minute. That's that was Jack Bogut or when Bill Cardill was still alive and you'd run into him you'd say whoa, you know what I mean? You grew up idolizing those same types of folks and it was to this day you, you don't realize it and you know you just kind of take you don't take it for granted but you're like whoa. That is so true, Kev. And uh, you know as a kid, like you said, like you know you grew up North Side. We came from humble beginnings. Uh, I remember it being on a billboard and my, take my grandmother to Bingo. That's all pride. So look at that girl with a Bingo. She goes, great. She's sunny. She goes, Sonny, you're only going to remember for how you treat people. Remember that. She always kept me grounded. Oh, and yeah. I said, all right, Grandma. That's right. See, that's, that's nice, awesome. Sonny, but you got to treat people. Yeah, so it's, it's the right. values we have in Pittsburgh. No right? doubt. It's, right? it's our, you know, and you've never, that's the thing about you. You've never changed. You're that guy, you, you know, you share and uh, never, and, and all the great successes. I, I have to say, in, in watching, I mean, you're, you're the architect I'm curious to see what, which one you pick to be your favorite. But of all the Super, of the Super Bowl wins, the one uh, where San, in, in San Antonio, when Holmes caught the, the, the tiptoe catch with that drive against Arizona, uh, that was probably the one moment in my life of a number one Steeler moment. Well, that catch, you that know, 
what I'll what I'll answer to that is that the best one will be the next one. Ah. You know, and that's <laughs> yes, and you got it, not, not to take anything away from the other two. But honestly the most memorable moment I've had was when we beat Denver to get to the, my first Super Bowl experience. That was like wow, that was really I can't believe we're actually doing it. Obviously, you know, beating Seattle that year or beating right. Arizona when we did that's the you know, the ultimate, but to be able to get there having never been there before was really something. So, and there was a heck of a hump to get over, to get to that, like you said, it's... It was. It was a long, long time coming, but when you get there and we were able to win it, great. Um, the thing, you, you know, being on the wrong side of the confetti when Green Bay beat us, yeah. that's oh. something that you never forget either. So that that's is... why I say the next one will be the most important. You know, yeah, it... Is it burn like in you to to, to get back there? Because once you taste that win, I mean, as a fan, you know, we all can't wait to get back. But it's even you're in the middle of it. You, can you? Is it just burn inside you? It does. Back? Nothing else. Nothing else will satisfy you. Um, making the playoffs, no. Winning the division, no. Winning a playoff game, no. Uh, and and once you've won it, unless you win it again, you'll never be satisfied. And, and because we've done it. Kev, you know what it takes to get there. Uh, the interesting thing about this team, and we won't—you don't have the same distractions as you had last season. Uh, that has to be a bit of a plus as far as forming the team. I think. I think. What do you think of that? Well, I think every team forms its own identity, and you know, um, last year was last year. Whatever identity it was, it yeah. wasn't good enough because we were six three and one, and we didn't qualify. Right for the Super Bowl competition. So the makeup of that team wasn't good enough, no matter how we look at it. Um, the makeup of this group, it's starting to form, and who knows where it'll go. Um, you know, really, the, the mental makeup, the, the culture, and all that other stuff, it's, it's based on winning, and, and that's all it's based on. You know, they, they coincide. So um, I, I think it's coming together, and it'll be a week-to-week formation because every week... You know, today's going to be different than than Sunday was. Um, what steps are we taking? We get into the first preseason, the fourth preseason, the openers, yeah. whatever. Um, this team will come together in one form or another, and none of us can really predict it. All we try to do is put what we think are the right pieces in place and watch them grow together. You know, the interesting thing is because, you know, we're, we're friends, and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll text after loss or whatever, and it, it's interesting the emotions of a season. You got to go the ups and the downs just to, like you said, to get to the playoffs, get to the Super Bowl. It's it, it's a real emotional roller coaster because the team that you start the season with because of injuries and changes, and then there's that team almost. It's almost like two teams, and you have to have that team that makes the run at the end or whatever right. to, to get there. You know, then everything comes together. There's an emo- it's an emo- it takes an emotional toll on everybody, isn't it? Yeah, and it's the you know Coach Cowher used to call it the ebb and flow and. You know, Coach Tomlin, the week in, week out, it's always it's always new and different. And that's why if you win a game, okay, great, what's next? If you lose a game, okay, what, what did we do wrong? Uh, we can't, we don't have to panic at this point because we can still rectify things. So each week it'll bring a different dynamic as to what you want to get accomplished. Um, you always want to win, but you understand that there's different phases of this thing and you know, we're sitting here in July. Uh, now it's August, yeah, and it's yeah. you know 85 plus. But we hope to be playing in 
in January and February when it's 10 minus. So yeah. it's a whole long um, endeavor. It's a right. And uh, Juju Smith, Juju could be making a big jump this year, huh? These guys, uh, you just feel he's ready, huh? He's ready to, to well, make that jump. Every player has a certain, you know, it, 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 he's at the right age, in other words, levels ready to get to the next level. Is that what you do? You judge it and say, these guys ready to make his next breakthrough? Well, again, he, yes, because now he'll be in a different role. He's minus a great receiver in Antonio Brown on the other side. Much like when Antonio was a young player and Mike Wallace and Emmanuel Sanders moved on, A.B. had to prove that he could be that guy. So Juju has to do that. And, uh, again, this is a new role for him. So we don't know how he'll respond. Uh, he'll, it's, it's funny because we won't determine that. He will. I mean, he'll yeah. determine what happens out here. Yeah. We can only hope and um, hope and think that Again, he'll do it, but he has to prove it. It's a mental. It's the mental part of the game because these guys are all great athletes. It's, it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's in between the years. They're really, it's crazy. It's, it's the it. mental. The mental toughness is a huge, huge part of it, and just the expectation of of meeting the, the those same demands that right. um, he now has. How about you? You're you're you've set a high standard for yourself. You've achieved it. You've achieved Super Bowls and greatness. Are you? Or how do you keep so fired up? How do you keep that, well, that fire burning? I mean, you, you, you do it year in, year out. Joe Green, who we you know had the great fortune of having on our scouting staff for nine years after he retired from coaching, was awesome. And, and Joe reminded us, that's great. We did this. We won a Super Bowl. You really want to be special, do it again. You know, okay, you won two. You really want to do it again. Joe was never satisfied, and that always resonated with me because this is one of the best players ever in the history of this great game, but he was never satisfied. So we can't, we can never be satisfied with where we are, um, where we want to be. And, you know, the big, another big thing is having been here, you know, Ben is the only guy that's ever won a Super Bowl mm-hmm. on our current roster. And you really want those other players, and even the coaches that haven't won it, uh, to have that experience because you know how great it is. So to see them, if we could see them get it, um, that's that's a usually fulfilling feeling if you can help someone else have that same feeling. It's kind of key for us having a quarterback that has that experience to win a Super Bowl, to be able to lead. Cause no they, doubt. Because these guys have respect. They know Ben has been there. And it's, correct. There's only and one way to get there, and he knows it. Right. And so you, hopefully you know, they'll, they'll follow that lead. But, again, um, a big part of what drives you is having it happen for somebody else. In, in a division changing a bit in that I guess it's safe to say our rival is back with the Browns, I'm kind of happy the rival's back, man. You know, I mean, Browns are looking pretty good. And, uh, you know, we're going to beat them, of course, two games, both case. But, <laughs> but they're looking pretty good this year, huh? The, the whole AFC North is a hugely competitive, natural rival um, division. You know, Cleveland and Pittsburgh goes way back. Baltimore used to be Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland, Cincinnati, fighting for the state of Ohio. Cincinnati fighting Baltimore because they used to be Cleveland. You know, there's a natural, um, there's a natural rivalry within the whole division. So, um, you know, it's a tough division. There's good teams, but there's natural rivalries that are hard to 
push aside every week is a huge records. Game. Records don't count when you play in our, our division. No, they doesn't don't. matter. No, and it's a natural. Like I said, everybody in the division is a natural rival in some form or fashion. Does it matter to the players that were playing the Patriots the first regular season game? I mean, does it matter to who you open with? Because you think, wow, that's a, you, know, you almost want to open. I don't know. I guess. <laughs> An easier game than being on the road playing the Patriots. But, but no one, no but I guess one, it doesn't matter. No, I mean they have to focus. You know, our biggest rival is ourselves, and we have to play ourselves first to make sure that we have to challenge ourselves first to make sure that we're ready for whoever we're playing. It happens to be New England this year. Obviously, you respect where they are because they're coming in as the defending world champions so obviously that carries a level of respect but the the real demand is on yourselves um, that's your real rival let's 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 make ourselves better so that we have a better chance against those types of teams i think that's why we like football so much we love football it's like part of life right <laughs> that's really a philosophy of life it all comes down to yourself you know it's, who can handle the pressure can you step up that's basically in any it's business never, it's right? never about anybody else it's no. what you decide to do that day and there's different challenges in different parts of our lives but in this one it happens to be okay this is what we do in football, you know, in years you have to put the best show together. Um, no caring what anyone else is Opinion. doing. It's all about yourselves. Excited about uh, everyone's favorite, not James Conner, man, because of his because of his story. But uh, look for a, a, a big year from him, huh? This no year. doubt. And you know, James did a nice job last year um, filling in what was a vacated spot from a previously, you know, solid player in Le'Veon. So. James stepped up. Jalen Samuels stepped up. Stephen Ridley pitched in last year. Well, Stephen's no longer with us, and now it'll be James, Jalen, and Benny Snell. So collectively, um, we want to see continued production out of that group. I got to tell you, Kev, you know, Kev's never listened to me, which I (laughs) am grateful whenever the draft comes. I always send my suggestions. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always way off. I love the pick you made. And... That was, is that the first time we traded up since Troy, maybe? Is that, is that the most? We we uh, went all the way to was the 10th pick or whatever that was. That's a heck of a yeah, jump we've up traded, for us. Yeah, we've traded up in different yeah, rounds, that was nothing a, that significant. But we thought Devin was um, worth that. Well, anytime we make a decision like that in the draft, it's after you know really months of preparation. And you, you really narrow it down to maybe six or seven players that if they got to a certain spot in the draft, you'd be willing to give up some assets to try to get them. And obviously we reached that point with Devin, and um, we'll see if, it, if it's going to, if it plays out again. That's another thing you'd wait, huh? We did what we did, um, and he's got to do what he wants or has to do. But it, it's, it's really, nobody's going to judge it. Um, he'll either do it or he won't, and it's really up to them. Potential is off the charge for this guy. He's built like me. I knew that right away. I saw the six pack and then the end of the arms. Oh, yeah, I thought, absolutely. Yeah, that's probably what it was. No, I did you know, mistake him the right? first time. Right? Absolutely. It skirts off. You can't tell the difference between us two. But man, he's got he's got monster athletic off the chart skills, and that's why I remind him, I know he's not you know, Troy's position in safety, but I mean he's a linebacker. But he just reminds me of that pick a little bit because of the monster athletic skills. He Maybe has, a little court, a little bit connection there, a little bit. Yeah, he has, I mean, a certain you know, he's really very Special. athletic. He's very smart. He's tough. 
Um, he can do all three things that you want. He can cover, he can play to run, and he can rush the passer. So, again, putting that all together, how quick that happens, who knows. I mean, Troy's rookie year, you know, yeah. you heard things. Adjustment. You heard the, the term bust and all yeah. that. <laughs> but I think we're safe to say that a few, yeah, years, same bust. a few years later we're talking about a different bust. Exactly. And, you know, exactly. Hopefully Troy gets that that first time around when he's eligible. I think he will. You know, it's, it, it's funny, Kev, with the players, when they're on the field, Serenity linebackers. There's a one or two players have to call the defense, like a quarterback calls the offense. People don't know that. There's a lot going on, man. And, and uh, how do you designate who's going to do that? Did they, did they pick the, the linebacker? Is it, is it always a linebacker? Is it a safety? It's usually there's there's some variety of calls. I mean, the defensive line has certain calls. The back end has certain calls, but only one player per um, set. Okay. can have the helmet with the microphone in it from the coach. So he's the quarterback. He's the quarterback, just like the Ben has the headset on when Randy's talking to okay. him. So he'll get the signal, and he has to relay it to the team. But then when things change, which happens every play, he has to make those adjustments. So what the coaches do is obviously we designate one person, and that person has to be able to handle all the calls handle not only knowing the calls but verbalizing them to everybody else and um, last year I mean when we lost Ryan we obviously lost our defensive quarterback yeah and it was a huge it was a huge um, replacement that had to happen and we tried to patch it together and Vince did as much as he Mm -hmm. could in certain packages but we wanted to upgrade that Um, we wanted to enhance the the coverage abilities of the linebackers with maybe getting a guy that can handle the calls. Mm-hmm. But again, he has to prove that he can do this. When I say he, I mean Devin has right. to prove that A, he understands the calls, and B, that he can communicate them effectively. Which is amazing to think about and doing in one second, one split second. Oh, yeah, there's not there. a lot of time. Not a lot of guys can do it either. It's pretty amazing. Nope. nope. Well, you know, as you know, and Sarity knows this too. I lost a lot of weight, and I was a tight end candidate last year. I got cut again, last cut again. Uh, this year, I lost weight. I'm going, I'm going for the, I'm going more for slot receiver. I think you are. You're more slot oriented. I think I'm right slot oriented. But I think the you know the speed and athleticism, yeah. that's a given. How we package it and how we utilize it. Oh, I think you have to get you know you have to it's find that comfort. Yeah. And prove to Ben that hey, I'm open. He got to trust yeah, me. You got to be like Seven Eleven. Exactly. Always open. Always open. Always. Exactly, man. <laughs> I'm gonna be ready. I'm gonna get the gloves. Uh, I'm gonna. This is my year. I'm gonna make the team finally. I'm like the slot it. guy. I I'm like gonna... it. I like Kev, it. You're, you're the greatest, brother. Congratulations on the uh, Anchor Point Ministries. Uh, I got to see you. Uh, get a community the award you got for all the work you do in the community. Kevin does so much work, you know, quietly and you know, helps so many people and charities and you got a man of the year honor from anchor point ministries and i was lucky enough to be there to see you get it with your family there and everything it's nice to see you get some uh get some uh, uh accolades you know brothers some, oh. some applause for this you know you're, you're kind of gm's kind of like behind the scenes you do get your now they're starting to recognize you finally but you know what i mean no nice the, the recognition was nice um yeah. there's a lot of people that do a lot of great things for the community as they should yeah. you know we're all we're all blessed by what we're able to do, and there's there's a lot of people that need our help. And I think it's it's kind of a um, a given when you do it, when we do it. Um, 
you don't you don't need a award for it. The reward is knowing that maybe you help somebody have a better day. Like Grandma told me, right? <laughs> exactly. No doubt. I told you, he's the most down earth guy, right? He really is. Thank you. Great. Thanks, brother. All Kevin right, Colbert, Pittsburgh Steelers. We're going on feeling, good feeling Super Bowl. Hey, let's go. Huh? Why wait? Next interview, we're going to be at the Super Bowl, baby. Seven we'll right. see it. It's Jim Cran, no restrictions. Hey guys, we're back. We're at the Fun Zone. It's my first time here. We're going to walk around, talk to some fans. Just had a great interview with Kevin. and um... You could have fun, Sirene, but I have to make the team. Yeah. Uh, Kevin said this is my year to be a slot receiver. Yeah. And it's not a Fun Zone. It's work. I'm here up here. I'm up here to do my job. I'm up here to work. I'm doing one game at a time. Uh, i got to hit the weight a little bit harder. Uh, you know, the... No, I'm a no, I'm a slot receiver. I don't, I don't I'm not bulky. Oh, I I'm a slot receiver. I'm a slot. At the casino? I'm like a dirty you... slot. I'm a dirty slot receiver. You understand? Well, let's go talk to some fans. What All do you right. say? Yes. Right. <laughs> Are you uh obviously Ryan Shazier fan, huh? He's gonna do great and come back, right? Who what are how are we gonna do this year? We're going to the Super Bowl? Do you play football? No, you want to play? Maybe. Yeah? How old are you? Ten. Ah, oh, okay. You got a little 11-year-old, so there you go. So you, you, what position would you play? Linebacker? Maybe. Like Shazir, right? Like Ryan, like your man. You look good, buddy. You look great. You ready? You're going to watch, you got the wristbands and everything, man. Look, you got the, the stuff under the eye like Sierney. You know what that's for, right? For glare. Right? <laughs> Thanks, brother. We, we, uh, have Steely McBeam here. A lot of people didn't think we can get him at training camp. He's very in demand. Sierney, this is Steely McBeam. Nice to meet you, Steely. You know, Big fan. She, yeah. It, it, yeah. How, how are you feeling this training camp? <laughs> in shape? Are you in shape? Are you, are you in game shape, would you say, or not yet? Not yet? Getting there. Getting there. Okay. And, and, and how do you th- think we're going to go to the Super Bowl this year, Steely? You're praying. <laughs> okay, we're going to go... All right, I'll pray yeah, with you. Work. I like that. I like, I like your spirit, Steely. How, how hot are you in that uh, costume? Nothing. It's easy. No? Yeah? <laughs> He's a pro. You, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the steel mill all the time. It's hot in there. Yes. Will it's you, probably air conditioning out here for him. Are, are you going to pass out at any moment? Like, these shoes are nice. Uh, now, what do you run? Could you run to 40 under 4 5, would you say? Yeah, around there, around under 4 those shoes. <laughs> we could loan those shoes to James Conner. <laughs> right? Those are nice running back shoes, man. These are very... So this is amazing because Steely McBeam does have to have training camp, Sierney. He's mm-hmm. getting ready for the yeah. games, and, and he runs the whole uh, three, four hours this, is go- this guy goes here. This wow. is tough. It's, he smiles the whole time. <laughs> He's never depressed. What, what is it? What keeps you up? What? Oh, uh, yeah. Nice. That's... Huh? Same. Yeah, yeah, same. yeah, yeah. Water. It's, yeah. <laughs> And sleep. <laughs> Steely McBeam, everybody. And you didn't think we could get him. We got him. Thank you, Steely. Appreciate it, brother. Thank you, Steely. Huh? Oh. Pretty cool. Hey, here you go. Oh, you got a date. Siri got a date, oh, Steely. I thought I was going to get a date. There with you go. Wait, this is bigger. Even better. And, and, and better. And he can dance for crying out loud. Thanks, Steely. <laughs> Appreciate it, brother. There you have it. The Steeler Training Camp broadcast. I'm feeling Super Bowl. Pittsburgh going to the Super Bowl. Seven we rings. Feeling seven. See, you know your now football. I, now I know. I've learned so much You knew today. about six. <laughs> there you go. 
She's learning. Seven rings, baby. Super Bowl. Jim Crenn, no restrictions. But Sirini, the football expert. 